Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Friday, July the 9th, and we head into the weekend coming off a Phillies win and a Phillies series win on the road. How about it? The Phillies go into Chicago, take three of four, winning last night, 8 nothing. On the back of Brad Miller's three home runs, the first Phillies player since Jason Worth in 2008 did three balls out of the park in one game. Had a shot for a fourth in the ninth, popped out to the second baseman, but there was some fun drama there in an 8 nothing game to see if he could tie the Major League record. Of course, Mike Schmidt, Chuck Klein, Ed Delahanty, the Phillies players in the past who have hit four home runs in a game. Schmidt doing against the Chicago Cubs, a little synchronicity there, but Miller ends at three, ultimately three more than enough to help the Phillies win an easy one, eight to nothing, and uh, really showed up in this game, and look, we'll get into it all, Uh, you know that I am uh, of the, the belief that I need to see this Phillies team really go on a true run before I believe a true run is happening or coming. But look, they're playing decent baseball right now. They're 5-7. and seven. Uh, We talked yesterday about how massively important it was to win last night's game. Chicago Cubs obviously struggling, Im- struggling immensely. Had lost 11 straight prior to winning Game 3 of this series. And there's a Phillies club that, as we know, has really struggled to build on things, has struggled to get on a roll, and isn't at least seemingly, based on evidence, based on history that we have with this group of guys, the type of team that's going to rattle off 10 in a row. So this team needs to win series. They need to consistently win more series than they lose. And you win one at home against the Padres. You win one on the road against the Cubs. That's progress. That's progress. They've won five of seven. Obviously, we'll get to this series coming up in Boston this weekend. But again, just so important. So important as you head into the All-Star break. The Phillies sitting alone in second place right now in the division. Four games back of the Mets, the Braves a half game back of them, the Nats back of that. The Phillies are there as much as you could be as a 42-43 and team. And heading into the All-Star break here, it's just so massively important to win another series on the road. You know, to get yourself in position. And, and look, we'll take a detailed look at the schedule in the second half next week. You know, off days, no baseball for the first part of the week. Um, but it is an easier schedule. You know, if you want to talk yourself into the Phillies making a run, the schedule's got to be a big part of it, and the offense coming alive has to be part of it. You know, we've talked all year, all year, about the idea that if, if this team is going to do any sort of real contention to win its division, it's going to be on the back of the offense. It's just the way this team is built, the way it's constructed. This is not a team that's built to... You know, beat you with the bullpen, beat you with defense, even beat you with starting pitching, even though it's solid starting pitching for the most part. 
That's not the way this team is designed. This team is designed to do what they just did in Chicago, to mash you, to out-hit you, to score 39 runs in a four-game series. That's what they just did in Chicago. 39 runs, 13 home runs in a four-game series. That's what the Phillies have to be. That's what the Phillies have to do. That's the team that needs to move forward. Because that's the only chance they have. That's the, the strength of this team. And we haven't seen it this year a lot for a variety of reasons. A lot of them injury-related and all that. But, but now everyone's back. This lineup is full, so to speak. Harper looks like he's locked in again. Harper, you know, it felt like when the season started and he was one of the best players in baseball through the first three weeks until he got hit in the face... It felt like we were about to see the magical Bryce Harper season that he was signed here to have. You know, the, the, the season. And then he got in the face, and it just totally derailed it. And it's a shame because I really would have liked to see what the non-hit-in-the-face Bryce Harper season looks like right now. I'll bet you he's an all-star if he didn't get hit in the face. I'll bet you. But I hope he uses it as a chip on his shoulder to go out and put up the numbers in the second half that make people look back and say, wait, what? Bryce Harper wasn't an all-star? He was fifth in MVP voting. How was he not an all-star? Like, that's what they need from Bryce Harper. That's the kind of player we're seeing right now and the kind of player he's going to have to carry into the second half against this easier schedule to really help carry this team. And then you got Bryce heating up. You got the rest of the lineup back together. JT's back and playing. Didi back, hitting home runs. Homered again last night. Now, Didi defensively, we all know, right? Just bad. Not <laughs> bad as a shortstop. But again, the way this team has to make up for these deficiencies on defense is by hitting the ball out of the ballpark. It's by scoring runs. And if he's going to hit home runs like he did last night, you can forgive, easier forgive, those defensive errors. Everyone's back. Segura's healthy again. All of a sudden, the bench looks so much better. When you got Brad Miller coming off the bench, and last night starting, obviously, you got Luke Williams, you got these guys who you feel like play a role, make sense as a fill-in, as a bench player, as a pinch hitter, as a defensive replacement. Like, all of a sudden, the roster makes a lot more sense when everyone's there, offensively speaking. Obviously, it makes no sense defensively. We know that. But there's a team that certainly has the potential to have a really good lineup. You know, last year it was one of the best lineups in baseball, a top-10 lineup in baseball. They can, from a run production standpoint, they can do that over the second half. And if they do that over the second half, the pitching is better this year. The starting pitching's been better. The bullpen's been better. Now, the bullpen's bad. Don't get me wrong. It's bad. But it's better than last year, for what that's worth. So, look, there are reasons to be hopeful about this team right now, and and it's based off what they did last night. Now, again, I'm personally not there. I need time. I need more. I need so much more from this team before I'm going to jump on in. But, the, but, you know, for those who are, are lean towards optimism, there are reasons to, to lean into that. And again, 39 runs in a four-game series in Chicago is a reason for that. Winning a series on the road against anyone is a reason for that. Showing up last night. Again, it felt like a classic Phillies get you excited. They win 2-3 against Chicago in this series, and then they fall off a cliff and lose that fourth game. Like you just It's what we're expecting as Phillies fans this year. It's exactly what we've seen from Phillies fans this, you know, from the Phillies this year. This is what we are accustomed to. 
And look, that last night they showed us wrong. They put up an eighth spot when they needed to. They got on the Cubs. Joe Girardi, believe it or not, made the right decisions. We'll get into that. It was a really nice win. It was a really nice win, but again, it, it can all crumble if you go to Boston and, and crap the bed, you know? They got to go to Boston and play good baseball. They got to go to Boston and find a way to win two or three. I'm not asking for a sweep. I would never. Two or three in Boston. We'll get to that series. Let's look back at last night again, which, you know, I think we'll all remember as the Brad Miller game. I don't think there's any question about that. Miller, three home runs on the evening. Miller, it's a homer in the third, a homer in the fifth, and a homer in the seventh. So the Phillies get a one nothing lead uh, in the second on basically just great base running by J.T. Romito. Alec Bowman at the plate strikes out. This was, again, it felt like one of those spots with runner on third, no outs. The Phillies were going to not get a run, but Odubel strikes out, then Bohm strikes out, but on the Bohm, a double steal attempt. Catcher throws down to second base. J.T. from third reads it perfectly. Comes home, steals home, scores the run, one nothing Phillies. It was really a a really great base running play by J.T., and J.T. has been, um, even though he is an all-star, he has not been quite as good this year as the J.T. we've become accustomed to. He has been cold offensively lately. Um, for some reason, uh, as 14 or 15 straight guys have stolen on him, whatever that number was, it's, it's nuts. Um, and I think that has a lot to do with the pitchers, too, but... Regardless, you know, JT has not been the level of JT we want or need, and and um, this is the kind of soft stuff that you don't think about with JT where it's bringing real value. I mean, just the to be that kind of base runner as a catcher is, is not that – you don't see that that often, especially with the speed that he has. Um, so basically creates a run, one nothing. Then Miller gets into the act. In the third, a solo shot, 2 nothing. Then the fifth, two-run shot, 4 nothing. Seven, two-run shot, 6 nothing. Game's basically over. Didi. Would add another two-run shot that inning to make the final score eight to nothing. But again, Brad Miller, the reason for the season, as they say, uh, Phillies pitching gets the job done. Uh, Eflin six shutout, five hits, one walk, five strikeouts, no runs. The bullpen comes through with three clean innings: Archie Bradley clean inning, Nectar Naris clean inning, uh, Ranger Suarez clean inning. Um, I don't know if you know. Look, Girardi likes to get his guys work. I don't know if I use Suarez there, but I guess he hadn't pitched in a few days. Um, it's fine. If they can't use him tonight against Boston for some reason, it'll be less fine. But it was a, a low leverage inning. You didn't have to work too hard, got through it pretty easily. So I'll take it. And plus, you know, look, how many eight-run leads have the Philly blown? <laughs> or or at least large leads. So, you know, it's always never in, always in doubt, never in doubt, whatever you want to say. Um, so uh, they get through it. Uh, again, ultimately, Brad Miller, what a, what a game from Miller. The offense in general was really relying on Miller last night, Miller. The crux, the offense, three for five with the three home runs, five RBI, three runs scored. Didi goes three for five as well with the homer. A really nice night for Didi getting back into the swing of things, literally and figuratively. Um, really nice to see Didi's back get going again. Um, while he is a, a bad defensive shortstop, what he does bring from the bat perspective is 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 special for a shortstop from a power perspective. Certainly, um, you know it's it's upper tier, so to speak. So. Um, you know, if Didi can get that back going, this offense gets really scary. I mean, Alec Bohm, can you imagine if Alec Bohm starts hitting? What would that be like? What offense would this be? The Miller move last night, Girardi um, obviously has had a, a tough season and uh, deserves all the criticism he's got. Last night was not one of them. Girardi gets killed going into the game. If you're on Twitter or whatever, you see it. Uh, sits McCutcheon and Hoskins for Miller and Jankowski. 
Um, only four games at that point till the All-Star break. It seemed like a, a silly spot to sit. Two of your hottest hitters, two guys who've been white hot. McCutcheon, I mean, has just been hot this month, like uh, red hot in the high nines of an OPS, and, and Hoskins heating back up. has had a great series in Chicago. It seemed like a curious move. Now, um, it was based on on Albert Alzale, the starting pitcher for the Cubs. Uh, his splits are dramatic when you look at them. He really is just way, way, way more effective against right-handed hitters than left-handed. Like, way more effective, shockingly so. So, I, I from a, a numbers perspective, I get the move, but Girardi was getting killed, and even I was leery of it. The idea of sitting both of those guys. I probably, to be honest, I still think he made one wrong move. I would have sat Bohm instead of Hoskins. I'd have played Miller at third instead of first. Sat Bohm, played Hoskins at first. That's what I would have done. Miller's still in the lineup that way. Um, but look, ultimately, the move worked out. You got to give Girardi credit. He put Brad Miller in the lineup when a lot of people thought he shouldn't there, and, and Miller hits three home runs. You know, ipso facto. You know, we're going to kill him for all the terrible moves. You got to give him credit for the good moves, and last night was a really good move by Girardi. He pushed the right buttons. Jankowski was fine. He played well. I, it just it was the right move. Now, it made me think, you know, as I'm watching it and as I'm seeing Brad Miller go off and, you know, everyone's saying Girardi pushed the right buttons tonight. Um, made me think, are, are we, have I been too hard on Girardi? Have we been too hard on Girardi? I gave it some real thought, and the answer's no. Uh, <laughs> we've been appropriately hard on Girardi. One night does not change the fact that he's been a bad manager, like a flat-out bad manager, particularly from the in-game's decision standpoint. I mean, his bullpen usage, time and time again, we didn't talk about it yesterday, but the decision to pull Wheeler, and not just the decision to pull Wheeler, but to put Connor Brogdon in against Jock Peterson when Jock Peterson's numbers are so dramatic between right-handed and left-handed hitter pitching. Like, Jock Peterson is like an 830 OPS against righties or something and a, and a 530 OPS against lefties. And he goes Brogdon over Alvarado. I mean, that was a crazy decision. In it, what moment was a 5-3 game, a, a winnable game still. It was a horrendous and a god-awful decision from Girardi. And we've seen far too many of those, particularly with pitching and bullpen usage. I actually think his lineup decisions have been better. You know, maybe not the pinch inning or double switched up, but in terms of when he started a sat a, a main guy for for a Brad Miller type, those those moves have actually worked out better for him this year. I think those have really been the only type of those type of moves that have seemed to have some sort of positive effect with any sort of consistency. So, look, he gets credit for it, but on the whole, no. I think Girardi has still done an awful job. And I honestly think that you know, this team's sitting at 42 and 43, and I think when you look at it, you know, the offense underperforming, and I think clearly the defense have been the biggest flaws with this team, and then the bullpen, of course. But I think Joe Girardi's right up there. I honestly do. You know, we talk a lot about managers not winning or losing games for teams in baseball. It's kind of a wash. I think Joe Girardi has lost the Phillies games this year, actively contributed to losing games. I do. I believe that. From watching this team every night, I feel like he has played a negative role in this team's chances to win baseball games. So that's just the way it is for me with Girardi. Now, last night he played a positive role. Last night he helped him win a game. He made a big call to sit Hoskins and play Brad Miller at first base, and it worked. You know, Brad Miller was awesome. Brad Miller at three home runs. Credit word due for Girardi. But on the whole, I, I still believe that we have not been too hard on Girardi. And Girardi has a long way to go to win my trust back. He just does. 
Because again, the vast majority of decisions he's made have been bad, have been damaging, have hurt this team. And look, while I'm excited right now, they're five out of seven. They just won three on the road against the Cubs. Like, this is good stuff. They look better. They're hitting the ball. Again, back to the point we made earlier, which I think is the, the core tenant of optimistic Phillies fans right now, or should be the core tenant of optimistic Phillies fans right now. The offense is coming alive. The offense is healthy and coming alive, and that's the single best thing you could say about this team. It's the single thing. It's, it, is, it is everything for this team moving forward. And when they just showed it in Chicago, there's reason for excitement, there's reason for optimism. But this team has still yet to go on a real roll. They've still yet to, to translate this into something sustainable and meaningful. Again, we've talked about it so many times this season where we thought the run was coming. Obviously, most notably, the three walk-offs in a row, the Luke Williams-Homer, you know, the 7 nothing win against the Yankees. It felt like, all right, that was it. And it didn't. And it, and it, and it blatantly didn't. It flat-out didn't. So, again, I need to see it before I start to get excited. Like this weekend in Boston. Like winning 2-3 or here. If they win 2-3 or in Boston, I will come back on Monday and I will have some real optimism. Again, I'm not going to be overboard. I'm not going to be, whole oh, playoffs! Because they'll still be a 500 baseball team. If they if they take two or three in Boston, they're 45 and 45 heading in to the All-Star break. Which is absolutely not something to lose your mind with excitement over. But, but, would show positive growth. You win three straight series, two of them against playoff teams in the Padres and the Red Sox. One of them, two of them on the road, one of them on the road against playoff teams. That's progress to me. That shows me that some of what we're seeing right now this week and a half, two weeks, is, is maybe more sustainable. Maybe there's something there. Maybe this offense thing is real. And look, it's a good test because they're going to Boston and face an offense that rakes. No easy outs at the top of that lineup. I mean, when you roll out Devers, Bogarts, and, and Martinez, I mean, those three are just crushing to opposing teams. Just three awesome, awesome hitters. And and down the line, they got guys. Verdugo's a good hitter. You know, they're 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 a good baseball team. They're a forty whatever win baseball team for a reason. You know, they're sitting there fighting with the Rays for the top of the AL East in first place now. Excuse me, forty. Uh, excuse me. The the Red Sox are fifty four and thirty four. Fifty four and thirty four. My bad for not realizing they have the second best record in baseball, tied with a few teams. So the best record in baseball, the Giants at 54 and 32. But then one game back of that, the Dodgers at 54 and 34, the Red Sox at 54 and 34, and the Astros at 54 and 34. So the Red Sox are one game off the best record in the sport. In the sport. And now this Phillies team has to go up there and 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 medal with them. Heading into the All-Star break. You know, it's a tough spot. It really is. Especially for a team that's 18 and 27 on the road. So this is a big freaking series for the Philadelphia Phillies. A massive series. Again, the most important series of the season to date. I know we say that a lot. And look, it's one of those things where we'll say it again. Because if they're competitive, if they're in it, there's going to be way more important series, obviously. But right now... I think definitively this Red Sox series on on multiple levels is the biggest series of the season. 
This is a pivot point for this team. Again, they have to start winning series with consistency. They have to. If they can't do that, they're not going to make it. They're four games back in the Mets. They're the healthiest team in the NL East right now for what that's worth. They have to take advantage of this time and make a run. Heading into the second half with an easier schedule. And look, you build you build on it. You build on it. You just took two or three from the Padres. You just won three or four from the Cubs in Chicago. You got to go to Boston and find a way to win two. It's everything for this team. It's everything. They have to win two of three in Boston. Against, you know, the second best record in baseball team. I'm not saying it's easy. Not saying it's a, a gimme or anything like that, but but it's it's what has to happen. They need it. We, the Phillies fans, need it too. But it is really a, a massively important series. Now, with that in mind, you would wish that you had different pitchers going. <laughs> Let's be real. It is funny, by the way. We didn't talk about it, but real quick, the idea that the Phillies win three or four in Chicago but lose the Zach Wheeler start. Of course, right? I mean, is there anything more Phillies than that? I'll take it. But going three or four and losing the Zach Wheeler start is just quintessential Phillies. They never do what you think they're going to do, right? Um, so hopefully that carries over here because because the pitching's on the other side. Now, to be fair, Boston is not a great starting pitching. Boston wins with bats. And the guys they're going up against are not world beaters. So tonight, 7-10 are big one. Vince Velasquez against Garrett Richards. Richards super talented, but has just been unable to stay healthy year after year. So many injury issues, Tommy John, all that type of stuff, or, or rehabbed instead of Tommy John or whatever it was. Um, has a 4.88 ERA on the season, so very hittable. Uh, can flash, can have those outings where he looks just awesome, but for the most part is a guy that the Phillies should be able to take advantage of. Velasquez coming off a not great outing, but he did get through six for them in that one despite giving up five runs. You need something like that from Vinny Knight. Not five runs, but you need Vinny to give you some innings. And you need him to keep it low enough where the offense can can battle, can battle with the Red Sox. Uh, tomorrow, 405-er, 410-er, uh, Matt Moore gets the start against Martin Perez. A battle of soft toss and lefties. Uh, Perez has been good for the, the Red Sox this year, but uh, a guy, you know, historically eminently hittable, Martin Perez. So you, you feel like you have an opportunity there. And then the big one Sunday, Aaron Nola versus who? Who? Nick Pavetta. Who's done a nice job in Boston. So that's a big one. Nola versus Pavetta on Sunday, hopefully for a series win. Need to take one of the first two. Uh, Velasquez and Matt Moore. You just need to win one of those two starts, guys. Just one. Let's do it. Just one. But again, it is just a a massive, massive, massive series. I can't overstate it enough. It is such a crucial series for this Phillies team to find a way to build. To find a way to start to inject some optimism, belief, not not for the fan base, but in that clubhouse. You know, this is a team that hasn't learned how to win yet with consistency. They've been a 500 team for the last few years, and now this season. Again, they're a game under 500 right now. That's who they've been. That's what their identity is. That's who these guys in the locker room believe they are because that's what they've done. They have to break out of that. They have to prove to themselves, hey, we can go on the road against a great team and win a series. We have not done that yet this year. They have not gone on the road against a great team and won a series. They have a chance to do that now. They have a chance to go in against one of the best teams in baseball 
and win a series heading into the All-Star break and carry some momentum of this nice little run they got going. Look, if they win two or three there, you go from five of seven to seven of nine heading into the All-Star break. You're sitting there at 500. Maybe you get another game on the Mets, depending on what happens this weekend. Like, you're right in it. You're in it. Going to the All-Star break three, three and a half back or something of the Mets? Let's go. Striking distance, as they say. This is it. A massively, massively important series in Boston this weekend. Let's go, Phils. Make it happen. Let's bring this optimism. Let's keep this going. It's so much more fun to be happy about the Phils than sad, right? Also, this weekend, MLB Draft. We'll talk about that Monday to react to the pick. The Phillies pick it at 13, so we'll see where they go. Hopefully someone good, right? Mick Abel looks like a great pick last year. Let's build on that, too. So, um, Anyway, again, big, 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 big series in Boston. Two of three. Either way, no matter what happens, we'll be back to talk about it on Monday. So until then, everyone have a happy, healthy, and wonderful weekend. And until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.